0: Hey everybody, welcome to The Bearded Bride, episode number 15. This is a podcast with two guys talking weddings. I am Eric Smith, and I'm here in the Cleveland Music Group studio with my partner, Mr. Dustin Lopez. Dustin, how you doing? I'm good. I can't believe you just said 15. Right? That's like a lot of weeks. Yeah, but they're not all in a row.
1: I know. That's all right. How are you today? I'm fine. Summertime appetite is good? Um, What does that mean? I don't know. I just feel like I always have a different appetite in the summertime.
0: Well, as you know, I started keto. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I'm stalled. I
1: lost oh. seven
0: pounds, and now I'm not moving for a week.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. So that happens. It's
0: pretty great. Um. So this is... Two weeks in a row we've recorded this. I great. know. For right. summertime? Yeah. Wedding season? I know. I don't know. It I sounds really weird in my ears right now.
1: Well, I don't have headphones on, so we're good. That thing Not is rolling fast. Did you have a good wedding this past weekend? Um, I want to say yes. I can't remember. Okay. So it was super memorable. Keep talking, because <laughs> I'm going to think about this wedding. How was your wedding? i got to think about my wedding, actually. Oh, you know what? My wedding this week was actually really interesting because it was the brother of a bride from 2016. So, um, I knew the family really well. And the, um, the old bride, the bride from a couple of years ago is, was nine months pregnant and literally ready to pop. Like they were worried about I had actually brought all of the equipment to live stream, the whole ceremony, the speeches, everything, because she was, like, so pregnant. And um, last minute, she decided, okay, we're going to do this, and she was there all day, and uh, it worked out really well. So, uh, and I always like being at Landerhaven. It's always a fun time there. It's like a nice, good venue. There are bad venues. Yeah. It's not a bad venue. No. Oh, it a at Ah, thanks for reminding me. Now that's a place that has amazing food. Yes, why food, am I so into food? food right? I must be really hungry. I'm talking about appetite. You didn't and stop food. at Shake Shack. No, I didn't stop at Shake okay. Shack. Hey,
0: it's just so busy over there. I wouldn't know. Have you been there yet? No. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm just. I'm dying to try it. Everybody's like, oh, it's just a step up from like an In and Out. Everybody's all high on In and Out. I don't like In and Out.
0: Never had it either. Uh, don't. Okay, I won't. You're better off for it. All right. We should probably introduce our guests. Probably. Let's go with it. Um, so we have two amazing guests this week, and they are from, would you call it rival
2: companies? Um, no, I wouldn't say rivals. Yeah. I'd say we're frenemies, right, right Matt? Frenemies. And, I mean, you keep your friends example. close.
0: Friendly competitors. Right. And
2: your enemies closer, right, Matt? Yeah. So, so we, love we each
3: have other. We're friendly to each other's faces.
2: <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> our yeah, podcast
0: so far. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have Chrissy Wittick from Sweetwater Caravan.
2: Hello.
0: And Matt Maroon. Yep. Right. You got it. From Happy Camper Bar Car, and they are a couple of very unique mobile bars used for events and weddings. Guys, how are you doing?
2: We're good. Good. Yeah. yeah. We're both really busy this year, so yeah. I can't really say that we're competition because you know we both are fully booked. Yeah. So. And
3: I don't it's look like, at him you, know, you consider every other DJ your competition, really. Yes.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but if there was only like say four.
0: Yeah, I mean there's a ton of DJs. You guys don't like for the service you're providing with the you know, the trailers and stuff, there's not a ton of that in Cleveland.
3: There's not they're popping up though. Yeah. They're, I
2: think Ohio like is the day. most saturated it's weird. in the it entire is. United States. Really? Every oh, single yeah. day they're mm-hmm. popping up. Oh yeah. Because oh. we're in a we're in a unique Facebook group, him and I.
3: Yeah.
2: And uh it has all of the mobile bars like us on a map. And uh Ohio has like literally like twelve, right? It's
3: crazy. Yeah, and
2: every other state has maybe two.
3: Yeah, but they're popping up everywhere now too.
2: Yeah, anybody that has an old camper and cuts a hole in the side of it thinks they're. I feel like it's
1: super Nashville.
2: It is. There's There's a a lot in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. But me and Matt are the only relevant ones, I think.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of people who just kind of, like she said, they cut a hole in the side of the camper and yeah. start opening beer. They throw and some
0: coolers in there.
2: Yeah. Right. And we both are, are good bartenders, too. I mean, we, I think we both take pride in our drinks. Matt's more yeah. of, like, the mixologist, like, creative keg cocktails, and I'm more of the traditional style, so it keeps us a little bit separate as well. Right. Like, So a lot of people that want to do kegs and craft beers and like kegged cocktails go with Matt and he has like, a little bit of a bigger rig than I do and I am more like the tr- traditional so we do like hand cocktails we don't have like the fancy keg stuff like Matt does but yeah. and,
0: man, you make uh, well, your own ginger beer what else?
3: Yeah I make pretty much everything myself so I do uh, like my um, blackberry mojito is my most popular cocktail this year where I'll, I'll take rum, blend it with uh, blackberries run it through a centrifuge to get all the solids out and then make the whole thing in a keg and carbonate it so it's super fizzy like champagne levels of carbonation, totally. and serve it on draft. So I do all my cocktails on draft, just for speed and you know consistency. Mm-hmm.
2: And they're so good. You had them over the week, right? Did you have yeah, one of his week drinks?
0: At yeah. Therapy? Oh yeah, yeah. strawberry and, margarita. I mean, you've you've done it at a ton of events, so I've had a lot. Of, yeah. A lot of your drinks. Yeah.
2: And it takes yeah. a while for people to realize that it came out of a keg.
3: Right, and then they're right. like,
2: "Wow, it's really cool."
3: Yeah, I've invented some new ways. I'd be telling
0: every single person that gets the drink, like, "I made this by hand."
3: <laughs> I do. I definitely—that's a Have big a selling sign. point to the bride and groom, yeah. you know. Yeah, because they a lot of times you tell somebody, "I made a strawberry margarita," and they just kind of make a face because they had one at TGI Fridays or something that right. was corn syrup and <laughs> disgustingness. But yeah,
2: leave the corn syrup up to me. I do. I wouldn't even know where <laughs> to get kidding. corn syrup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, and you sour. guys didn't come empty-headed. You brought some Fernet, and we did a shot before. Fernet
3: Branca. I don't
0: think anybody really enjoyed it other than me.
1: I sipped on it. I'm still sure. sipping on it. So. it not
2: as, on me. It's not as bad as I remember. <laughs> like the last time I did it. From five minutes ago?
0: Sister. That's how it starts. For some reason... Like,
1: Where is the country bed? of origin on this Italy. thing? <laughs> Italy? Italy, yeah. It is in
3: Amaro, which is a classic. i have to to my friend
1: Raphael about this.
3: Yeah, so Italians know about Fernet Branca. Yeah. It is... Uh, it's an it's. There's a class of liqueur that's very popular in Italy called Amaro, and it is one of them. So uh-huh. Fernet is a subset of Amaro, and Bronca is the brand. But there are other Fernet's and other. Amaro. What's it made from? Uh, they don't tell you exactly, but there. Are, it's always a secret recipe. Uh-huh. Whichever Branca family member owns it is the only person who knows. But um, there's probably like bitter orange in it. Um, what is it? Uh, like caraway? There's usually. Dozens of herbs in there. Mint is kind of the overpowering so it's good for flavor. Us, then, huh? That's what they believe. It's yeah. medicine to them. They just sip herbs it in the is evening. Is this out, like so. a yeah,
1: it's an it's in like it's uh, a digestive. Yeah. 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 French would call it.
3: Yeah. Mm.
0: Like a
1: lemon or something
0: like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You can't have bartenders on the show and them not bring some sort of I alcohol. I, mean, I
0: didn't want to ask you guys to bring something.
2: But <laughs> I mean, in the is back of given. my mind, I was like,
0: oh. If we
1: ever have a florist on, they better bring flowers. And you
3: guys will sneeze through the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So our topic today, we're going to be talking about flowers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now you got me thinking, like, we should probably have
1: some food truck people on just for oh, them to... Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. But we're not talking about flowers. I know, I'm just saying. We are going to be talking about... What What did I have written down here? What, Chrissy, what did we discuss?
2: Uh, wedding, bar wedding bars. Wedding bars. Mobile bar stuff. Alcohol. Yeah.
0: Um, and I see this all the time on, like, Facebook groups, like, the, the my hated Facebook groups mm-hmm. of people that are... You know, they have to provide everything themselves, and they always ask, what's the right amount of alcohol I need to get yeah. and all this stuff? But um, you guys, you know, your service is different because you're, you're helping with all that, right?
2: Well, I, I know Matt does. Matt does a lot of the pre-made uh, drinks in his kegs i do do a lot of like sourcing out so i tell everybody exactly tell me what they want to serve i send them signature cocktail list if they uh have something that they want us to serve they've had a drink before when they met each other that they want us to do we can do anything um so they send us ideas we kind of kind of like tweak things we could do mocktails cocktails whatever it is that flavors that they are going with that time of the year fall spring or summer and then um I tell them everything they need to buy. They tell me how many people are coming. I say exactly the numbers they need to purchase. I send them the name of my distributor, and then they contact him. Me and Matt use the same distributor. I feel like um,
3: corkscrew Johnny. Yeah, I feel like I need because he's awesome. Yeah,
2: corkscrew Johnny's the best.
3: Before I came
2: here, oh, he was he was your house, is that right? See, I didn't even know he was. Well, I live right back. Yeah, Yeah. and I was mad. I saw I got married, and I didn't even get invited to his wedding. I I was like, hello, man. I gave you like so much business last year. (laughs) How come I wasn't the bartender at your wedding? And then I find out that you guys are tighter than we are. It's oh I don't know. Up. Yeah. But anyways, we love John. Well, I think I
0: found my clip for Facebook for the week.
3: For
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, but well, we really love him. So cuz he delivers for free, he will like collect everything that you need to that you need for the wedding. I mean, he'll yeah. even run to Sam's Club and buy um like the, over the weekend he ran and got all the berries and lemonade and mixers for uh, a wedding I had. And really? he delivers it. Yeah, he'll deliver. It. He'll ask me if I want it cold. Why he'll bring it cold. I doing all my own shopping, then? Yeah, why have you been doing that? Just upsell the berries. Yeah, so I just let him take care of that, so I don't have to worry upsell about the
3: that. Berries. <laughs> that. Should be the title of the podcast. So yeah. Upsell the berries. Yeah,
2: but he's great. So, anyways, we we kind of like uh, talk about amounts and things like that and. You know, I don't want to give away my secrets on amounts because that's why people do you hire have like, us. Oh,
3: do you have like a standard? I do. Kinda, yeah. Yeah.
2: I do. Well, I mean, and that's kind of the thing. Like, say if you uh, hire a planner, you hire them because you wanna, you need that insight on like who's the best at this and this, and that's why, you know, they get paid the big bucks. So it's same right. as like us with the bars. You know, you hire us to get, um, you know, the secrets on how much you need to buy and the signature drink suggestions and you know all the good. Important stuff for the bar. You know, we need to set. We, me, and Matt have both set a new bar for the wedding bar, which is the most important part of the wedding. I mean, besides the DJ and the photographer, right? The bar. I
1: I mean, we talk so much on this podcast about experience, and I think that you know, you can say you sell, you know, that experience uh, that you have in bartending. But I would say that, you, and the, the knowledge that comes with that, but I would say that you sell the experience for the guests. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, definitely. like, so different, and everybody's looking for different, mm-hmm. and it is so different that, um, you know, that's the kind of experience.
2: Yeah. The, I yeah. mean, so many people say after weddings that everybody is still talking about the bar. Right. I mean, do you ever say that they're still talking about exactly. the bar if it's just a table? You right, know no. it, I mean, we have people, like, uh, that will go after their wedding. They'll spend their one year anniversary. There, I had a couple that um, their one year anniversary. He rented out a vintage camper down in Columbus for them to camp in for the weekend to kind of remember their wedding day when the vintage camper was their bar and it was Aww. like the center centerpiece of their wedding That's and cute. they loved it. And then I've done every single one of their family members' weddings since then, uh-huh. and I'm actually doing another one in like two weeks. So it's great to have that kind of like family camaraderie with the with my clients because they. They just know that how much we put into the bar, which is crazy because right. that's something that you never really think people put a lot of thought into. It's just regular Jack and Cokes, but yeah. You know, Matt and I, I know, I know Matt puts a lot of time into his drinks, and I do. I get I a lot of too. people
3: who call me who are like, "I was going to do the bar myself, and then I started getting into it, and I realized how much it was, and now I need help." You know.
2: I mean, everybody thinks they can just hire like their uncle to come and sling yeah, drinks, yeah. and nobody wants that. Don't do that. Yeah. Get think, somebody licensed. Somebody with your
3: liability insurance, yeah.
1: A lot of times um, when I'm meeting with a bride, um, you know, we talk about uh, photography having an inverse relationship uh, to the wedding versus everything else. You know, the music fades, the food and the drink literally end up in the toilet, you know, <laughs> so on and so forth. But this is the one You know, exception to that rule where there's um, you're creating a memory and an experience for your guests that they will always remember. Oh my gosh, I went to this wedding and it was the coolest thing. Yeah, you know, they had something that was so different in way of drinks. It's an interesting
3: way of thinking about it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and
1: it literally that memory that you're just imprinting on everybody's mind, and then you they talk about, and I think that goes to speak why there's so many more of people out there that are like oh i'm going to go you know start my you know bartending business so right. on and so forth um, is because they're like that's the coolest thing in the world yeah i mean yeah. you know uh, what do they say about copying somebody being the highest form of flattery or right. something like that like right. that's you know it really is case, imitation she be is very the flattered
3: because people <laughs> people literally steal pictures of her camper to like as their camper. All over the country. Still. There you go.
2: Yeah, all <laughs> over the U.S., really. I mean, people take the picture, and I've actually had somebody Photoshop me out of a picture once <laughs> of my camper. Um, so it's pretty funny. I get it all the time. Yeah. Me, me and Mac get emails daily of people that are wanting to start their own mobile bar business. And some people that are even local right down the street from us that are just like, hey, how do I – can you tell me how you do this and yeah. how you do this? And I actually had me like, a lot of. How do I
3: get insurance? I'm like, you can't figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> There's somebody you I call didn't know, know it was that insurance. hard. Yeah, it's not. It
2: wasn't that hard for me to get insurance? Apparently, yeah. that's like number one Pay question. For it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just say, oh my gosh, it's so expensive. It's like
3: it's like twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> i still
2: paying off from like three years ago. So, you know, good luck.
3: That's a good. I should start running that. I've been just ignoring them, but now I can.
2: Yeah. But I mean, I I feel that way. I don't feel that way about Matt, which is weird. We and him hang out on the regular, which is strange. Yeah, we yeah. we meet up, and he always picks up the tab because I always give him some <laughs> kind of a tip for.
3: And people mistake our campers for each other some all the time. And I can't somebody figure just did that over how. the weekend. Yeah.
2: Somebody said you were at a um, horse farm. I, a horse florist. Farm. I was at Happy Days over the weekend, uh-huh. and the florist said, "Hey, I met you at a horse farm last year. It was that wedding, that best wedding that oh, you did. Oh
3: yeah. And yeah. I said,
2: no, how can people compare, can
3: yeah. confuse us? Her camper's white and finds big, smaller. shiny metal. Yeah. She's a skinny blonde girl. I'm like a bridge troll. <laughs> bridge troll. <laughs> I mean, classy bridge troll, but a bridge troll nonetheless.
2: Oh. Oh, but, yeah, we get that all the time. But Matt always thinks it's great because he's like, you're doing really wonderful yeah. things for my business. She's
3: representing my brand well. Yeah, so. that's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: So it's great. We get that (laughs) like a lot. So, but I don't get compared to the horse trailers.
3: That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's when you
2: just throw in the The top. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, That's that's a new thing. thing. Yeah. People
3: People just cut a hole in the side of a horse trailer.
2: Yeah.
1: Is a like, horse trailer, like, less expensive or something? Yeah.
2: I don't know, but they're so small. I can't <laughs> imagine how it oh, would Oh, like one of, the,
1: one of the single horse yeah, yeah. trailers. Yeah, not one of the giant ones. Yeah. No, just
2: like a small one. Oh, so, I
1: was thinking, like, one of the nice roomy ones with a... Uh,
2: no. no. I just... I, it oh, looks man. so small to me that I can't imagine. Because we need a lot of space. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Need I have a, a 23-foot it. camper, and sometimes I'm like, I wish this was a little bigger so I had more
2: storage. This is huge, yeah. I, look, I go in yours, and I'm, like, jealous yeah. with all your space. Yeah.
1: I There's don't think you could talk to any bartender in any like establishment anywhere in America that would say, "Yeah, I have enough space." That's true. <laughs> right. That's you true. never have too much. Yeah. Try talking to a cook. You know, it's like, yeah, nobody has enough space.
3: And yet, still, people will come. Like, especially when I do street festivals, people will say, "Like, do you have this weird drink, like a uh, apérol spritz?" I'm like, "Sorry, it's not on the menu." Do you have this thing? It's not on the menu. They're like, "Why don't you have it?" And it's like, dude, I'm doing a thousand drinks in yeah. four hours out of thirty square feet. <laughs> I can't have everything. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
3: That happens to me all the time. Yeah. Does anybody
1: ever ask you guys to like come inside and? Yeah. Oh yeah. Every
2: Um, single wedding I have, well, I have a big white leather booth in mine, and so it's. I mean, everybody knows before they the wedding. The photographers usually know if they know my Instagram or the brides. They are planning on coming in. Like we just tell them, give us a thirty minute window and we'll clean up, or a five minute window we'll clean up the inside. But yeah, we have like a really cute little photo area, and then sometimes they'll make drinks. Sometimes yeah, they're in there a making lot. drinks, yeah, which is nice. You know, it's fun for them, and the guests really like it. The guests are always taking pictures, and right. I remember the first time that happened to me when the bride and groom came came in and were, and were taking pictures. We had just finished the caravan and we had worked so hard and we just, I couldn't believe that it was happening. I was like crying on the outside <laughs> of the camper, just like watching these people in there getting their picture taken, like my dream coming true or something like that. It was, it was emotional, but Aww. then they're like, get back to work. We still need drinks. There's like 30 people in line, but it's pretty funny. It's fun to see that. It's fun to see people want to take pictures in inside mm-hmm.
3: your car. Yeah. 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 I always get the groom coming in and pouring draft beers or like Moscow mules or yeah. something.
2: I like that. I think that's great.
3: Yeah. You
2: know, I think they, yeah. that that's something that you don't ever really get to do at your wedding. I mean, you get that's to cut true. the cake. You, I mean, maybe request some songs from the DJ, but to be able to, like, be a part of it and kind of get in the camper and serve your guests some drinks, yeah. and it's fun. I think it's great.
0: I had a question, but it wasn't related to
1: that. I have a question, but it's not related to that either. I really <laughs> Go for it. Um, I was just wondering if either of you, well, both of you, if you could kind of take us through the process of you know what does preparing for the wedding with your respective businesses look like um as you work with the bride and groom um you know a little more in depth for each of you if you could kind of take it you know they contact you and then what happens after they book with you
2: You go ahead and you go first
3: okay so for me they contact me um usually you know i give them a quote based on their headcount, mm-hmm. um, what kind of menu they want what kind of hours of service they want um do the contract and deposit, you know, the same stuff yeah, everybody yeah. does. Um, and then we, the fun part is we get to the menu planning. So I have a pretty large list of cocktails that I recommend. I'm really cocktail focused. I do probably 75% cocktails at a wedding um, and a lot of beer and then very, very little wine. Because couples never listen to me. They always buy like four cases of wine. I always. We only ever open three, four bottles. I've yeah. never gone through <laughs> always. more than four I bottle bottles.
2: I had a 200-person wedding over over the weekend and not one glass of white wine. Never,
3: yeah. Yeah, Sorry guys.
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't know
3: why that is, but I think yeah. it's just if they're cocktails, the wine drinkers will drink that instead because right. They, you, and they if don't they're don't good
2: cocktails, why do you want to switch? to right, wine? Right, yeah.
3: exactly. I have that at a wedding this weekend. They're they're like we're getting I don't know how many dozens of cases of wine for a hundred person. Don't do it. Yeah, and I'm like, you've got a blackberry mojito on the menu. They're not going to drink any wine. That's
2: literally gone. need like three bottles. Yeah.
3: yeah. Right. And they're always like, "My family drinks a lot of wine. You don't understand." I'm like, "I've heard that, but um, yeah." So we figure out the menu. <laughs> so they don't listen to you. <laughs> they don't. They don't. But I mean, you know what? The worst case is they end up with a bunch of wine yeah. to, like, at the end of the right. wedding. So yeah.
2: And another thing, a good thing about John is he allows you to return beer and wine unopened. He
3: does. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not legal though. So I don't tell the bride that. Oh. <laughs> but, well. um, yeah. Um, cut it out. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't. So I do the menu with them. Figure out like uh, most of my average cocktail, or my average menu will be like two to three beers and then three to f- four signature cocktails, mm-hmm. and uh, so then we submit the liquor order. I figure out based on the head count how much they need roughly. Submit the liquor order. They call in payment. The liquor comes to me. I show up with everything. So I try to make it as turnkey as possible. The state yeah. of Ohio unfortunately does not allow caterers like us to sell alcohol directly. There's just no legal way to do that. There are some caterers who do it anyway.
2: To get in big trouble.
3: They, yeah, they would. And I kind of... I, As much as I subscribe to Snitches Get Stitches, I kind of think about, <laughs> like, I have to unfairly <laughs> compete with these people. Yeah. I don't think I could bring myself to rat somebody out even still, but it, it angers me. That, yeah. Because it would be so much easier if I could just say it's X dollars ahead and that includes the alcohol. Right. Just make everything easier for everybody. Yeah. And I could just have a big back stock of it and never run out of anything, but...
2: Other states, they do do that.
3: There are states that have catering licenses. There's other California, yeah. There's
2: other bars like us that are in California or maybe even Texas where they can't actually get that license to sell. Yeah, so
1: jealous. So how does the um, how does your your process work with um, making stuff? you know, in the kegs and and, and whatnot?
3: Yeah, so I have a commercial kitchen that I work out of. I actually share it with the pierogi lady. It's her kitchen.
1: Okay.
2: Love Um, her.
3: Yeah, she's awesome, Autumn.
2: Pierogi lady. It's so hard not to steal
3: pierogi is when I'm in there. (laughs) um, Yeah, so I have a prep crew that goes in there. We do all our carbonated drinks have to be done, like, five days ahead of time because it takes that long to carbonate Mm -hmm. sufficiently. So we'll usually do a prep day on, like, Sunday or Monday. Um, And then we do a, a thing the night before for anything that has, like, fresh squeezed juices. So if I'm doing a margarita squeeze all the limes on Friday night, and it'll still be good on Saturday, because mm. it's actually in a keg under nitrogen, so awesome. there's no oxygen on it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah. What about you? Do you?
2: Well, Matt is all the fancy stuff, so, I, I mean, I keep it really simple. I really just, if there's any simple syrups that I can make at home, I always do. I don't mm. have a commercial kitchen, but I do like anything I can do that's fresh, any kind of, like... Uh, raspberry simples or, or strawberry simple syrups that I can do any kind of like bourbon cocktails I do that I love to mm-hmm. do that um,
3: Do you do a lot of like punches then
2: I don't do I don't do large batch no which is weird like I probably should it would probably be a lot easier but um, we do a lot just by hand mm-hmm. and uh, so for me we just kind of discuss cocktails and they tell me where to park it and I tell them everything else is taken care of just you know I tell them how much to. Order and then where to put it, and then we get there. We prep everything and keep it really simple. Um, I don't like to work with kegs just because I base a lot of things on what can go wrong. And I've had a keg top pop in like during a best man speech one time, and I literally sat on it. No, just like the the top part. Like it was, it was a homemade thing the dad brought.
3: Oh, okay.
2: It was the best man speech, and it popped off, and I literally sat on it because it was whistling. It was like this crazy loud whistle, Uh and so I just sat on that thing with all my weight (laughs) until the speech was over, and then everybody turned around and looked at me, and I'm sitting on this keg in the back of Happy Days Lodge. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah, and then after that, I was like, man, I really just don't like kegs. I would rather nothing ever go wrong. I just am terrified of... Things popping off now <laughs> literally i mean we all have our final destination dreams i'm sure right don't oh, yeah. you with oh, photography or with oh, yeah. you know with djing like i mean i've had some serious final destination <laughs> dreams and i mean matt have talked about it before and he's actually had some of the things we both have had the things happen yeah. to us
3: yeah you had a bar fly out of your truck right? oh yeah
2: my very first event i was going on my way to a bridal show my very first bridal show and um So nobody really knew who I was. So Sorry, this is a little bit off topic on the bar stuff. And uh, I built this indoor wood bar to kind of, like, use as a bridal show, you know, prop. I didn't really think I was going to book it as an indoor bar. At that time, I was just marketing the caravan and so we're driving to this event I'm we it was huge this thing was like so heavy and huge we're going on 77 like right by Arlington all of a sudden it flies off the bed of our truck into the middle of 77 and shatters all over 77 so I'm like I just told my husband I was like just drive forget it I'm done what am I doing with my life like just turn around I'm done like like it's over and he's like no we're gonna pull over we can't leave it in the middle of the road so we pull over Luckily, there was, like, a State Farm uh, guy right behind us, and he blocked all of 77 traffic, or we picked the like pieces. Like a good neighbor. Right. He was yeah. Seriously. <laughs> State Farm was great. <laughs> and they were there for me. And uh, so we picked up all the pieces. We made it to the show. And we showed up with these broken pieces of this wood bar. And uh, we, you know, just had his sister bring some tools. My husband put it back together because he's, like, amazing at any kind of... He built the entire caravan, so he's really good with his hands. And uh, his sister brought some tools. We had some extra stain in the truck, and we put this thing back together. And I ended up booking, like, three weddings that day on site for that actual wood bar like people were literally walking up putting their arms in like talking to me about booking it and walking away and i could see the stain on their (laughs) arms as they're walking away and i'm like oh my gosh
3: this is insane
2: and then after that i still have ptsd from that so anytime we're going down the highway i still feel like something's gonna fly off the truck (laughs) so when in doubt strap it down like anything anytime you ever have anything I don't care if it's in your car, in your back seat, strap it down. Like, right. it might fly out the window. Who knows? Like, I still have it. Matt had his...
3: Her, her old car is stuff like, ratchet straps. Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> my like children. Oh, it's just <laughs> but Matt had that happen. You said... Yeah, you had, had a trailer one of my-
3: pop off the hitch. Yes. It was, it's my brand new teardrop that's about to be launched, and I was driving down the road, and I think it has one of those jacks with a wheel on the bottom, and I think... I didn't know that that thing <laughs> collapsed until she told me. <laughs> after this happened, but um, I think it just hit a bump and it pushed it up off the hitch. So I'm going down the road and I see this thing just kind of fishtailing behind me.
2: And the chain was the only thing holding it on. Like, that's a nightmare I've had. Yeah, Yeah.
3: it was pretty scary.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've had... I wake up, like, so thankful that that was a dream. Like, I dream like people... Like, I had a dream that I went to a wedding, and, like, somebody, I was supposed to, like, set up for the bar. The caravan was there, and, like, nobody would tell me where the alcohol was. So I, like, went to the neighbor's house and hung out in his hot tub. <laughs> and then I went back, and the the dad had pushed my caravan into the pond, and all I could see was, like, the top of it. And it felt so real. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is normal. Like, obviously, I need to do yoga or something. Because right. this wedding season's stressing me out. Yeah. <laughs> We all have it, though, right? Anybody in the wedding industry has these
0: Yeah, I haven't thoughts. had any lately. It's kind of subsided after my first couple of years. Really? Yeah. You don't
2: have yeah. any anymore? You're pretty relaxed? Not really, yeah. That must be nice.
1: It's hard for us to remember our wedding three days ago, <laughs>
0: four days ago, <laughs> where we were at. So and I don't know where I'll be this weekend.
2: Do you guys do just, like, one a weekend?
3: <laughs> sometimes two. Yeah,
0: sometimes two. D- double up.
2: How many did you do this weekend, Matt? Last weekend? Yeah.
3: I had... Just two weddings and a flea,
2: I had three I'm weddings, started.
0: yeah, oh my Jeez. gosh, yeah, so are you guys are you are you like a, a you know doing the bartending service as well as the like the caravan and the the trailers and stuff like you don't necessarily need that to be at an event to do the
3: yeah I will staff people inside yeah. I
0: don't like doing it right. but I don't I like do to do it. that either yeah. we yeah. have
2: we both have um indoor bars, yes okay so I I, for me, I am, I've always been a really passionate about bartending, but I'm not, I'm not passionate about staffing.
3: No. And it's so much headache for. Yeah. So little profit, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's more scalable. Like I know some of the big services that do staffing have 20, 30 events a weekend, Mm -hmm. you know, whereas I can't really do that.
2: I'm more quality over quantity. Yeah. So I really like to have our bars there, like our, you know, something that's. Not just a table. Right. That just yeah. it just hurts my heart a little bit when there's just a table and a linen. I'm like, oh,
3: right. Do I right. have
2: to? Maybe if it's a winter event or a, a Tuesday. Yeah. But mm. not like a Saturday. I won't. T- I won't. I won't have that kind of stress on me knowing I have staff. Right. And it's just a table. I'd rather have the stress on me if I know one of my bars there. Right. It, just because the profits better and I feel better about the product. Really.
3: Yeah, and I have a little portable two-tap system that I'll take sometimes, so it'll just do, like, maybe ginger beer for mules and a cocktail on draft. So I can still do a little bit of something in an indoor location, yeah. but if somebody wants just bartenders, it's kind of more
2: we hassle worth. We don't like to do that. We're, si- we're similar with that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you get pushback from people that, that want, like, the full bar, like, all of the stuff and all of the mixers, that kind of thing? Very little. I mean, I have all the basic
3: mixers, too, so I can always do, like, a rum and Coke, vodka, tonic, that kind of stuff. Do you include those? Yes. Okay. It's all included in my price. Um, For me, it's basically just the alcohol and then my service. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't... I do get people who want you to, like, shake and strain and stuff, Mm -hmm. and it's like, you have a 200-person wedding, I would need 17 bartenders. Right. Because I try to bring people that sort of, like, Velvet tango Room experience... But at a wedding, but, you know, you notice if you go to the Velvet Tango Room, it's a 30-seat bar, and there's four or five bartenders. Right. There's mm-hmm. a reason for that. So, but I do have, I have one event, I have one wedding this year that I think is a 200-person wedding, and they insisted on having that stuff. So, just charge them a bunch more and staff more people. Right. and Yeah.
2: Well, if they know, you tell them that it's going to take a I little do. bit longer. Yeah,
3: yeah, and I have a backup bar that's just like draft beer and wine and mules too, so it won't be like everybody's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they picked a really boozy cocktail menu, so like half the people aren't going to drink anything there, you know? Right? They have, like a mezcal fashioned or something. Which, yeah, I love it, yeah. but not a not a crowd
0: pleaser.
2: Yeah, old, everybody wants to do an old fashioned. Old
0: fashions are very. I'm not joking
1: everybody. you. I was at. I went up to just go get some water the, two weeks ago, and I, as if I, as if I wasn't there, trying to get water, like three people just walked up and tried to <laughs> cut me in line. That's uh, so rude. Because I'm not important, right? Um, and all three of them ordered old fashions. I was like, w-
2: What is this? Like, you're
1: gonna wait five minutes for a drink?
3: Like, what is? <laughs>
2: Right, I know. I've done yeah. 200 Crazy. people weddings where the signature cocktail was an old-fashioned. Now, and I you make them all
3: to order? Like,
2: I mean, we pre-make a ton. Gotcha. So bef- right before ceremony's over, when you hear that clapping, I mean, we, it is go time. Like, we ha- And we call it the zombie gotcha. rush. So whenever right. the it's I'm the ceremony... Yeah. It's a good
3: name. Well, no, yeah. It was it's like, like something out of The Walking Dead. It, that's so. why we called yeah. it that cuz at that's the time
2: brilliant. we were watching The Walking Dead and like <laughs> literally everybody stands up, turns around and slowly walks towards <laughs> it's you. true. And it's like, okay, let's it's it's go time and zombie rush time. That's so, hilarious. I mean, I love I love my clients, love your guests, but they do kind of look like zombies yeah. and they're walking really slowly to yeah. the bar. And, and we, later um, when they're drunk. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> full circle. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, we like, we pre-make a ton. Like if you see the bar in the beginning from the cocktail rush, we can get through. Me and my husband did a wedding two weeks ago. It was 250 people and uh, we got through cocktail hour. Nobody was in line for longer than like three minutes. That's awesome. I mean, everything is so organized during that time. We've done it so many times now that we pride ourselves on never having a line, Mm -hmm. which, you know, people are like, wow. They notice that after a while. At first, they don't really notice it, but after a while, they're like, wow, I've never stood in line. Yeah. So I've never been, like, standing in line for a really long time, but... Right.
3: Do you feel like it's so easy when you have one where the ceremony and the reception are on different sites, so the people come in stand? Yeah, whenever I That's hear that, favorite.
2: I get so excited. I know. <laughs>
3: like, oh, I'll just take the night off.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I don't need to be here. Yeah. It's, a, it's exciting when you know they're going to trickle in rather yeah, than just all just rush. turn around. Yeah and be yeah. right there. But I would say
1: we would probably be the majority of your events would be the first that you s- said not too different.
3: Yeah, they are. Too different me, at least. Right. Yeah, because too
1: people too. are bring not usually responsible for their own alcohol at like a two I don't know
3: yeah, we're usually, like, I, at least me, I'm barns and backyards or almost yeah. Yeah. everything. Yeah,
2: a lot of backyards, a lot of, out. Right. I mean, mostly outdoor. Right. We have a couple indoor ones. Yeah. You know, we have a warehouse that's now open to Cleveland. We're doing some weddings there this summer. I've done yeah. a couple indoor things, taking it inside, so. But other than that, um, unless it's my wood bar, which I do more indoor stuff, a lot of the times the is always on site right, right there. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. I used to be so scared of that, but now... That we've done it so many times, we kind of just breeze right through it, and
1: is there anything it. either of you want to just tell every guest at a wedding? Hey, don't, don't ask don't me for shots.
2: This.
3: Yeah,
1: no
2: shots.
3: No shots. I violated that for the wedding last weekend, only because they were friends. Were you friends sorry afterwards? <laughs> I was not. Luckily, they had me start surfing at two and quit at seven, so oh. I left before I got really bad. But my friends later told me that it was. I'm glad I got out of there.
2: I would say, we have it on my contract. I have a no-shot policy. I should do that. What about
1: really tall, neat drinks?
2: Nope, we'll do it. It And you know what? I actually used to do that. I used to say it has to be on the rocks. And then they'd be like, okay, that's fine. So then I was laying out 20... Um, Jack's on the rocks, and then there's, like, 30 people. And the next thing you know, all your liquor's gone. Right. All my cups are gone. Yeah. Um, The groom's wasted. Somebody else is, like, somebody's trying to pee on my caravan. <laughs> wow. And nothing makes That's me awful. madder than that. <laughs> you know, they go behind it, and they're, like, trying to pee on it. I'm like, there's no way. My first year, I I was so cheap. I was, so I had, like, a lot of, I wouldn't say camouflaged weddings but they were wearing camo in some of my weddings (laughs) so there was a lot of trying to pee on my caravan and so (laughs) we learned our lesson very quickly with the shots that we were done with it It, like my first few weddings it was just it just got out of hand so trust me i love a good shot and if i'm at a wedding i'm probably gonna try and do one too but right um don't do shots at your wedding. Nobody wants to do shots at your wedding. Just enjoy, like, get a buzz and just, like, hang out. You don't have to drink yeah. a small portion of liquor really quickly. Kind of like what we just did before we started this podcast. Right.
3: <laughs> Open bars do turn into a problem sometimes. I have I have to cut at least one person off at every wedding. No,
2: I say 100% if somebody wants, even if Grandpa wants doers on the rocks, it's got to be mixed with something. Mm-hmm. I can't even make an exception. There's Not anymore. It has to be water. I mean, like, I'll put water in there. Gotcha. It has to be mixed with something.
1: Will either of you allow, because um, I've seen this sometimes, where, like, Grandpa wants to bring in, like, a really special bottle. Oh, of yeah, every or wedding. Something like Almost that. every wedding, yeah.
3: yeah. I get mm-hmm. that a lot, too, yeah.
2: And that's fine. We're fine with that. Yeah. And if it's the bridal party and they're not going to get crazy, we will allow them to do shots. because it's like a f- I'll usually
3: let the bride and groom do it. They want like
2: to take it. a picture, because yeah. I'm sure you've taken pictures yeah. of them wanting to take a shot in front of the bar, and I'm fine with that. But once it becomes, like, you got 80 people trying to do, yeah, trying to do shots, all oh, your liquor is going to be gone. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And then you got one uncle that doesn't know how to control himself.
1: Oh, it's the worst. And
2: has never been to an open bar in his life. And it's like, oh my gosh, I can kill this for free. And then yeah. he just starts pulling over people <laughs> and everybody is getting crazy. Yeah.
3: It's always an uncle. Do you? It's always. Do you find yourself cutting people off all the time too then?
2: I've never cut anybody off.
3: Really? See, yeah. I do the low-key cut them off where they order like a Jack and Coke and I just give them both. Oh, milk. no.
2: I've, I've had that. Yeah. I've had fake IDs. I had a recent one where there was tons of fake IDs. It really? was how At a that,
3: wedding? How does that work with you? No, guys? it was
2: a graduation party. Oh.
3: We still have to ID people just like any other bartender okay. does. Oh,
2: yeah. But, I mean, I had, I had a graduation party over about two weeks ago, and it was a higher-end graduation party. It's I mean, a they had college? a planner. It was high school. I thought it was going to be college because of the cocktail list. Uh-huh. And then I get there and find out it's high school. So, we had a lot of fake IDs. I'm like, no, the IDs were like Indiana, Idaho, Nebraska. I'm like, nobody's from yes. Ohio. You Ubered from Nebraska? Right. Like, what is going on here? These kids are look, obviously look like they're 12. So we, because I, I have a glassware we rent. We have copper mugs and things like that. So we were doing Moscow meals. So, of course, they all wanted Moscow Mules because they wanted the fancy cute cup. And they basically were just getting ginger beer the entire night. And they had no clue. We don't put anything in it. Right. I still give it to them. They think they're getting something. Because I don't really want to start a fuss and be like, okay, this looks fake. And right. So literally I just put nothing in it.
3: Wait,
1: so because even on like a private, and I've never seen anybody at any wedding that I've ever done. And I've done hundreds of weddings. I've never seen anybody get ID'd.
3: Yeah, le- well legally you're it's still a felony to serve it to an underage person you even, at a, private function. even at a private ID'd function. But you legally their parents can get them drinks if they are supervising them. So I've had that a lot of times where maybe like the bride's sisters underage and the bride's mom will say, "Can my kid drink?" and I'll just be like, "You just get her drinks."
2: I've had that happen too and they said, "Oh, well, this is my son. Can I get him, you know, a beer or whatever?" I said, "Yes, I can give your son a beer, but I'm not going to get your son drunk." Like I can't let them have multiple drinks. I can give them one or two under your supervision, but I can't let it get out of hand, and they're fine with that. I yeah.
1: never thought about it,
3: yeah, I mean you that. you know if if a kid gets drunk and goes and crashes their car, I'm still the one who's gonna get sued, yeah, so. Yeah.
2: Which no, uh, we we 100% ID anybody that looks under the yeah. age of
3: it's 40. A, I know that a lot of bartenders at weddings don't do it, but you are still legally required to. And uh, not that they're ever sending like undercover cops to weddings or anything, but
1: well, it's just interesting because like you can do a, a a venue like Windows on the River or what have you, and there's a cop yeah, stationed right there.
3: There's an,
1: right actual, there. Right. <laughs> yeah. there's an yeah. actual. So you would cop think that would be smart right enough there. to not even
2: try. If right. they were underage. But I always say my brother-in-law is an ATF agent, which he is, so yeah. I'm not risking that. There's no yeah. way.
3: Yeah, it's still illegal.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, interesting. Never thought about it. Yeah. My
2: sister is a state trooper, and I'm definitely not risking my business so that you can have some vodka. Right.
3: right. Interesting. <laughs> but they always have a way to get it. That
1: oh, yeah, yeah without a doubt. Real. Of, of course. I just views. never thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. Such an interesting perspective.
2: Yeah. Another reason why you need to hire a professional. Yeah, or your weddings, or
3: at least get liquor liability insurance of your own. Yeah, so
1: I definitely recommend insurance for every single one of the people that we actually have it in our contract, like just as a uh, as the first page, so just recommendations and whatnot, and um, it's on there clear as day. Do you, you carry know, we insurance. Recommend, we carry insurance, but we recommend you, that each couple goes out and gets an actual wedding. Uh, insurance policy through, like, WedSafe or okay. what have you because there's so many things that we've seen. Do
3: you know if those cover liquor liability? I don't know. That's the good yeah.
1: question. That's that's why I was thinking, like, I'm going to go back and look because I've had, like, um, I would couples have, like, I've had a, a venue lose power in the middle of the reception. Really? I've had, uh, with no backup generator, and this is a hotel, um, I've had buses break down at least a dozen times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had, you know, just wedding dresses not fit. Um, even though they've had, like, fittings, like, a week before. Mm -hmm. Something got messed up or something or whatever. What do they
2: do? That happens. There's
1: a million different things that have happened to fix those situations, Mm -hmm. but if you have the wedding insurance policy, then the insurance company just goes after that vendor. Gotcha. And because there's a contract in force. Get your money back. Yeah. And they'll actually just write you the check right away. They don't even worry about, you know, anything. I mean, Mm. there's some good stuff out there. But that's that's what I was going to look at. If it covers thing like what what about alcohol you yeah. know
2: yeah, what yeah. kind of
1: liability is there and um do yeah do you do that
2: eric too with djing do you have insurance yeah
0: cleveland music group is insured for oh, okay yeah everything cool. um what falls under the the umbrella of the liquor liability
3: it's usually for if something bad happened from you over serving somebody okay. it's like our friend who owns the liquor store had a problem with that like somebody came into their liquor store it was probably already drunk Bought liquor, got in an accident, and then the family of the victim sued. Uh, that kind of thing happens. Mm-hmm.
2: I also have a, have a general liability, so anybody sure. that trip and trips and falls, like say over my extension cords, or I have um, yard games that we bring with us too. So if somebody gets hurt with like a jenga piece, or they get knocked out by a cornhole bag, mm-hmm. like, we're covered. Yeah. Anything that belongs to us that we brought to the property, we're covered. In any kind of trip and fall,
3: right? Yeah, I have general also. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing like a, a lot of bartenders, they don't have liquor liability insurance, so it would probably fall to the couple if something bad happened.
2: And a lot of venues don't even allow bar services that don't carry ones, that to yeah. be there, yeah. So we have to be able to be on their list of preferred vendors, we have to carry that insurance. Right.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of venues that just don't let you. Come there at all as a right. vendor? Well, right. they
2: have their own unless you license.
1: have a liability policy, a general know. liability yeah. policy. So, I would that, do
0: that list of venues is growing and growing. More venues are getting more serious about that. Yeah,
3: I don't blame them. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: the there's thing a lot is, of venues getting liquor licenses too.
3: Yeah,
2: Oh these barns I'm not a are getting fan of that. Well, yeah, I guess. that's more backyard. <laughs> but you know, for us.
1: but that's yeah. the thing is for you guys, and and you know, again, I'm just gonna go back to that experience thing. Is that there's never going to be a time when a venue can put together an experience like what you guys offer, right. you know what I mean? And, and that's the differentiation. Yeah. That's the niche that, you know, you guys hit that nobody else is able to replicate. And so that's true. the fun thing, you know, yeah. I was just talking to a bride last night. She's having um, her cocktail hour in the aquarium uh, downtown. And it's like, we were just talking on the podcast last week, extra things that you can provide for your guests as far as experiences and having cocktail in an area where people can see things like mm-hmm. that's an experience right there. Just like a photo booth would be just like, yeah. you know, those various things and, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I love about what you guys do. Yeah.
2: And that's another thing that we're adding. Like I'm adding on my business is the vintage camper photo booth. So now I'm kind of expanding. I ever, cause everybody, as soon as they see us, right, they're like, Oh, you need another one. You should franchise this. You should get more. (laughs) Everybody. It's their first thing that they say. And I'm like, at the time, it's so, the bar is so hard initially. Like, there's just so much that goes into it. To have more bars, for me, Matt's doing that. Matt can do more. He, I mean, he trusts his staff. And everything, so... I do. Plus, yeah. I make
3: all the cocktails myself at Exactly. Location, so, it makes so. It, it...
2: It's a little bit different for yeah. him. But for me, I'm, it's just me. I, I mean, Sweetwater Caravan is just me. I am doing my best to run my two bars, and then we just added on the photo booth. Because I want to be more of, like, a vintage camper rentals instead of just a mobile bar just for hire. Bar. Yeah. Just because, like, my heart is in being creative. I I do love bartending. I bartended for like fifteen years, but I also still want to be creative. Like once it's eleven o'clock at night and I'm I'm sweating still making drinks, Mm. I'm like, okay, I need to grow in another way. I wanna be Mm. able to um, still be able to be creative and still have this vintage camper feel and still be able to deliver an experience for people and just in other ways. And I think the photo booth is really gonna be a cool, cool Another option for people.: I'm totally I'm going to copy that. Nope I'm, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm used to it.
0: <laughs> and well, my family got our pictures taken by Sabrina last.: Oh, really? We just November? got our
2: family. Did you get it in front of my camper?: yeah. Oh, you did. I did. That's amazing. I that camper's know. green now. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. Look at your cute it's, baby. It's not up there.
0: Yeah, he's pretty oh, man. Cute. Oh, there it is. It's our card, but it fell down. Oh,
2: that's so funny. Yeah, it's not red anymore.
0: I know. I saw it. Was it white and green? It's
2: white and green, and it's uh, adorable on the inside. A lot of people don't even know how it works. They don't get it. They're like, who takes the picture? <laughs> I'm like, a machine takes the picture.
3: Do you have an attendant? Or is it? Yeah,
2: there'll be an attendant yeah. there, but, I mean, it's just like any other photo booth. You yeah. walk in, you push the screen, you sit down, you have cute little props, and you take the picture. Like somebody, I had a, somebody I was going to hire to be a photo attendant and they're like, so how do I take the pictures? Do I, what camera do I use? I'm like, <laughs> you don't use the camera. You're not, some, but a machine does that. Have you never been in a photo booth before? Do you not know how it works? <laughs> and then I had another client that wanted to book it and they're like, so do we just take pictures outside in front of it? <laughs> I'm like, no, you go inside of it. It's the, it's how it works. It's the whole little experience. It's adorable. So I'm excited for it. That's, To be a new thing. It's really cool. Because it's going to be the first one here in Northeast Ohio. Yeah. There's other ones. There's Volkswagen buses that are so adorable, too. There's one in Columbus. There's a new one popping up around here. So that, I think, is adorable. I love that idea, too. But we'll be the first camper. Awesome. And it's little, so it can fit inside too. It'll be-
3: I'll be curious to see how many people want to have two campers at one. Well, way. that's
2: the thing. Like, I think you that you think they that would, would be cute. cute overload, but, but it might like be overload. It might be like a trailer park.
3: Two is <laughs> an overload. I don't think.
2: Well,
1: again, you, you know have what? to worry about, or you have to, you know, think about the venue. Correct. Most of them are outdoor barn venues. Right. Or outdoor or barn. You know what I mean? So, right. as long that as they're, they're is placed. synonymous correctly. with an outdoor kind of thing. Yeah.
2: As long as they're not like, I don't know. If you get overload, it might seem like a little bit crazy, but I don't know. I think my campers are like really cute. No, I know. Like,
0: I was just going to say, I'll, I'll make a DJ trailer. I, I thought and about the camper. DJ.
2: I thought we were talking about the DJ thing. I think that would be really cool, but I would have to partner with a DJ company yeah. to be permanent inside of it, which I think would be amazing. You know, So we're partnering with Elite, um, and so they're doing the uh, – can't, the photo booth park. Oh, so
3: you didn't build the photo booth yourself. No, the
2: photo booth is built by Elite Entertainment. They're doing. He's doing all of the um, technical stuff because mm-hmm. I'm a still a bartender. I don't know anything about the <laughs> all that stuff. So he jumped on board and was down That's to cool. help. And I just give him a little piece, and I'm totally fine with that. I'm That's like, awesome. I just tell me where to park it.
0: <laughs> so. um, do we have anything else for the topic? Anything mm. you guys wanted to, to get out there about? Booze and bars?
2: Hmm. I don't know.
0: Any final parting <laughs> wisdom? Not final thoughts quite, quite yet, but we uh, we have a next segment here. Oh, okay. I don't we got good? anything. Good? I'm good. good? Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm I good. Got all right. It's all on you
0: guys. Um, so, Matt, you might have heard this, but we have a segment called the one-star review. I have, yeah. So I go on Yelp, and I find a one-star review for a business that has something to do with what our, our guests do. Um, I read it, and then we just kind of talk about it. Um, so this is um, obviously I couldn't find a, a you know a bar camper person somewhere else in the world. <laughs> Surprise!
3: Yelp review. Surprised I don't have a one star review somewhere yet.
2: Why would you? From
3: that one
0: couple.
2: Oh jeez. Oh geez.
0: Um, but this is a, a bartending company that that you know works at weddings. From where was this from? Seattle, I think. I want to say. Um, I need a guy's name and a girl's name.
3: Jack and Jill? <laughs> there you go. Is that to anonymize it?
0: Yeah. Um, last week I accidentally said the name of the company. I heard that. I yeah, I didn't,
3: I didn't know if that was the actual name or <laughs> you were...
0: No, I accidentally said it twice. I took it out once but didn't take it out the other time because no one noticed the other time. But then I went back and I took it out. So it's not there now. So gotcha. If you go back and listen to the podcast, it's gone. Gotcha. Um, unless you had it downloaded from iTunes, then then you can find out who we were talking about last week. Um.
3: <laughs> you probably also just type the text of the review into Google. Exactly. To find it, right?
0: uh, I try and clean up the reviews as much as I can because they're usually ah, pretty poor grammar. Good point. Um, so this is from a, a wedding bartender in Seattle. Um, My daughter used this company for her wedding on August 5th, 2016. I can honestly say that I would never use this company again. The one bartender, Jack, made very rude and disgusting comments to many of the female guests at the wedding, to the point most of the ladies were very uncomfortable going to the bar to get a beer and wine. Bob also had no idea what types of beer or wine he was serving. There were only four types of beer and four types of wine being served. When guests came to the bar to get a beer, instead of asking what kind of beer the guests would like, Bob would say, what is the cap color you would like? <laughs> he had no clue what type of beer he was serving. Uh, when the guests asked for wine, Bob would pour whatever white or red wine was opened, even when the guests requested a certain wine. Only one time did the bartenders clear the glasses from one of the 15 tables throughout the whole evening. At the end of the evening, they had to clear the glassware from all 15 tables. The bartenders were by law supposed to load the leftover beer and wine into our car, This did not happen either. My husband and I had to load the beer into the wine, the beer and the wine into the car. The contract my daughter signed specifically said uh, the leftover beer and wine would be located, loaded into our car. Boy, she's just said that like three different times by the bartenders at the end of the evening. A gratuity was also added to the total cost of what my daughter and son in law paid, but the bartenders took it upon themselves to have their own tip jar in the bar. Very unprofessional. At one time, Bob broke a glass, and the glass cut one of the guest's arms. Not a bad cut, but nonetheless a cut. I just said Bob, didn't I? Um, Jack Jack <laughs> gave our guest a, a bottle of wine to reciprocate for the cut. Again, very unprofessional. Uh, when my son-in-law talked to the owner about this type of unprofessional service, all Jill offered up were some gift cards to Amazon, Safeway, and Starbucks for a total of $80. My daughter and son-in-law... Paid over $700 for professional bartenders, and they did not get that type of service. As a business owner, I would have refunded a dollar amount from the total charges, not offer up gift cards. Jill is lucky. So far, none of the ladies have filed sexual harassment lawsuit against her company. (laughs) Think twice about using this company. Um, This company had 34 reviews on Yelp. They had 10 one star reviews. Wow. Hmm. Damn. Well,
2: first of all, you're not going to get professional bar service for $700. Yeah.
0: Right. That was my first thought. Like,
1: mm.
3: For how many bartenders? Two?
2: Oh, At well, it least sounded two. like it was just Bob. Can I, mean, I ask a
1: question? Does this person get these gift cards as like a Christmas gift or something and then <laughs> right. like, re gift them? She, she.
2: Who has gift cards to Safeway list on them? Probably, yeah, yeah. I mean,
3: credit card rewards. Right?
0: I've got $54 <laughs> left on here. <laughs> like, Where's
2: there a Safeway yeah. around here? Isn't it in Seattle?
0: Um, so yeah, you know Bob obviously didn't do a very good job. It's probably the first time Bob was bartending. Sounds like I keep saying Bob. His name is Jack. Is- <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's that. um That's hilarious. That's that
0: Fernet.
3: All
2: oh,
1: that Fernet talking. Yeah. Well, also yeah, no. Bob is not the owner. Of the company, right? I, I didn't say her name. I Jack is not the owner of the company, right? So Jill is. Uh, Jill is. So that also goes to the discussion that we had tonight: is that having staff, you know, that you trust, right, is really important.
3: What well, so you guys said last week. The owner was like, "I can't help that my employee was a, it
0: was a dipshit." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like,
3: isn't, yeah. It, isn't your whole job to help that your employees are yeah. dipshits? <laughs> that
0: seems <laughs> like, like the whole point of it. <laughs>
3: owning a business.
0: But yeah, I mean, have
1: good employees. Yeah,
2: it's hard. You know, it, it is it, hard. It's it's probably easier for some people, this other businesses, but for bartenders, I mean, I I've been a bartender for a long time, I but don't hire they hire
3: bartenders have, for the yeah. Most part.
2: That's the thing. You can't yeah. hire bartenders. They have high standards. I think they feel entitled. They act like they feel like they're out at a night out right. if they're working. Right. It's because it's not an actual business. They're not at Chili's or Fridays. So mm-hmm. they're like, I can do whatever I want. Right. I can drink. I can do whatever. Slack off. So you can't hire bartenders. They just yeah. aren't good. Yeah. They. I mean, I would. I would a hundred percent hire somebody that is not in the industry. That's almost all I do. Yeah, because it, they just feel entitled. They I feel like they're not making enough money. They. Yeah.
3: Which not all bartenders. So you t- are like teach that.
0: somebody from scratch.
3: Yeah, I mean, the nice thing for me is, because I batch all the cocktails, I mean, it's like pouring a draft beer. Yeah. For me, it's a
2: little bit different. Yeah,
3: I could almost train a monkey to do it, so.
2: I need people that, it's more about.
0: that would be an experience.
3: I would. (laughs) If I knew where
2: to get a monkey.
1: (laughs) An add-on to your wedding. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Monkey bartender. (laughs) Like, you don't know what drink you're going to get, but it's going to be adorable.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Might have a little bit of poop in it. But but
2: it'll be cute. That's all that matters. Um, But, But yeah, yeah. like, for me, it's hard because I I need somebody that had used to bartend, but now is, like, a stay-at-home mom. That's a real job, My best bartender, he works for uh, another company. Just, he does something else on the side that's not even bartending-related, but he used to bartend. So he's amazing because he works during the week. He's free on the weekends. He doesn't feel entitled. My other best bartender, she's a stay-at-home mom. She used to bartend, and she'll just work. It's, like, a night out for her, but she doesn't Mm -hmm. take advantage of it. She's amazing. Right. You know, and then... So I can't have people that have steady bartending jobs and then work for me on the weekends. Because they're yeah. like, oh, well, if I'm working for you on the weekends, I need to be making as much as I would be making up at, like, Porridge Lakes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to...
3: I pay my people really well, too. So, like, I yeah, get people I do whose too. day jobs are, like, an accountant or something, you know, and they just... Pick up I've had
1: money. I've had photographers as, as you know subcontracted photographers. then nobody ever feels like they're making enough money. Yeah, what's That's up with like that? And I've like, spent ninety five percent of my life in restaurants. Yeah. There I mean, is like five percent of restaurant population is like actually decent people. And I don't That's get right.
2: that. So. I was never like that. I always yeah. was like, a hundred dollars? Yeah, I'll do that for five out six hours because I remember I'd like bust my ass for five for a hundred dollars back when I worked in the restaurant right. business. Right. And I'm giving people Two, three times more than that. Right. Just to, like, do five hours of bar service. Yeah. They don't have to set up. Like, I do all the hard work. Yeah, they just do fun. the fun. That's, it's so fun. Yeah. We make it fun, though. Like I, we, But yeah. you're
1: both business owners, and being right. a business owner, is you're cut from a different cloth.
3: That's true. So. But I, I actually enjoy it. Like, I, I actually thought getting in that I was going to hate weddings and just try to work my way into street festivals and corporate events. I love weddings. They're Everybody's in a good mood. They're having fun.
2: Yeah. There's I love it as long as they're not asking me for shots person. all night long.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it just pulls a little bit at, like, my heartstrings when right. they're, like, you know, just there to get wasted and not there to just enjoy the couple. That's true. I want yeah. them to just, like, enjoy the experience. And some people are just there to just, like, just give it to me. Give me all of the liquor for There's free. There's always give that it to guy. Yeah. guy's. That's the only time I get a feel. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you get that as a photographer, or as a DJ. It's like, hey, play the Chicken Dance for me. Yeah.
3: Play Despacito mm. for the third time. And it
2: pulls a little bit at your heart, right, when somebody does that. Eric
0: doesn't take crap from anybody. <laughs> I try not to, but
2: but it <laughs> happens to you, Do you too, have no right?
3: Yeah,
0: when, when they come up and they ask for something like so ridiculous that it's just a song that they like, and it's yeah, like, you not know where you are. It's yeah. the same
2: for us. The same thing. Yeah, like, and you, same with photographers. Hey, take a picture of me doing this thing. Over here.
0: Right.
2: You feel like a puppet or something, right? Just like you're a professional. Is that the annoying
3: thing that people do to photographers?
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I had an aunt um, beginning of May. I think we counted in post-production, I think it was like 36 photos or something like that, that there was like multiple exposures of. Like, (laughs) click, click, click. Okay. And then like 35 more times. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Where she was like, I need a picture of me with this person. I'm like, you're the aunt of the <laughs> yeah, it's bride. always aunts. I am sorry. But <laughs> and
2: it's always uncles for us.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> we get Uncle Bob photographers, though. Uh,
2: oh, yeah.
1: They're the ones that are standing behind me. That's what do you do about
2: records? that? What do you Everybody do about that? Give a little like,
1: elbow in the, in the gut. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. No, I, I... Look, what do you do as, you know... Uh, Uh, this is you know when we have bands a lot of times we had this past weekend Mother of the Bride is a a phenomenal singer and she wanted to get up with the band and sing a song and they knew the song so you know uh, everybody in this industry has that one thing you just kind of got to roll with it I mean it's like at the end of the day, if the couple's happy Correct. and yeah. you've and you've created an, an experience for the couple that is just like really memorable and um, just all that positive vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're in good shape.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like if, as long as the bride and groom know that at the end of the night, nobody's throwing up, it's a success. <laughs> yeah. And
3: you're
0: going to yeah.
2: thank me later. Like, your uncle might be mad now, but you will thank me later that I did not overserve him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's going to be... they're going to
0: remember the wedding.
2: Exactly. They'll remember don't it. Don't and that, yeah. that's the thing. Like, they get so mad at the time when they're like, oh, I want shots. But then... At the end of the night, nobody's thrown up in the bathroom. The venue appreciates it. The client appreciates it. Everybody involved is, it appreciates it. People can have a nice, solid buzz and not go over the top. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, no glass is being broken, and the venue re- refers us again. You know, they trust us. That's why That's why we do what we do.
3: Yeah.
2: And so that people can trust us and they know that their guests are going to have a good time. We're not going to be rude about it. But... Um, that's yeah. just one of the things that are part a of the job. you them
3: when you cut them off.
2: Yeah, but it's just part of being a bartender, man. You do it in the restaurants too. Yeah, just different circumstances because they pay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right, you can't just give them just a coke and yeah. tell them it's a rum and coke. I know you can't do that in a restaurant. Eight dollars for it. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> so how are we doing? Are we all done? I'm wrapped up. All right. Awesome. Um, we got to come up with a hashtag for the episode. Um, upsell the berries. Upsell the down? berries. That's what I wrote down. I wrote down upsell the
1: berries. I um maybe a a, a hashtag of our liquor here Furnet. would be Fernet Branca.
0: Yeah, oh, um, so also there is a
3: great Bill Cosby bit about Fernet Branca. I know you're not supposed to like anything he ever did, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, it was so, before he was all well known. I mean, me too. He was all of a horrible human being, but it's still a good comedy bit.
2: I'll have to look, up, look yeah. that up. It's the, it's the Me Too movement.
3: Yeah, this was well. This was like 25 years before the Me Too movement. I'm not endorsing him as a human being. Yeah, you are. It's a good bit. I'm just
1: letting it wrong. happy camper is endorsing. <laughs> <because> I, <laughs> We're pro
3: <pro-group-y>. oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I wrote down one more hand saying. I just wrote down strap it down. Strap it
2: down. Oh, I like that one. Anybody that knows me knows <laughs> how traumatic <laughs> that was. <laughs>
0: Um, so now we're gonna do plugs uh, again at the Bearded Bride. Everywhere you can find us um, at the Bearded Bride at gmail dot com. Not at the Bearded Bride at gmail.com, Just the Bearded Bride at gmail dot com. You can send us an email. Um, I like getting emails. Alyssa emailed me again. Excellent. I like I like getting feedback. I'm gonna I'm start writing questions. you emails to that email address. Thanks. Um, where can we find you guys? Where can we find your businesses?
3: Happy Camper dot com and. Happy Camper bar car in various places. Instagram. Instagram. Facebook. Not on Twitter.
2: No, I'm not on I Twitter like either. Twitter. I don't get it.
3: Yeah. It's for yeah t- I
2: thought it was it's so... It's not
0: necessary for... It's, it's for, for sports. Playing, I think,
2: yeah. Is it? Yeah. And
0: sports. About yeah. Stuff sports. It, there yeah.
2: can't be a social media called Twitter. It just sounded so, like, not appropriate. Yeah. I couldn't be part of it. <laughs> but we are SweetwaterCaravan.com and uh, at SweetwaterCaravan.com. On Instagram,
1: Facebook, and online. Yeah. yeah. Dustin? I'm Internet. Dustin underscore ORDP on Instagram, and
0: that's what I'm going to leave you with today. Okay. I'm the bearded DJ everywhere. Um, I want to give my wife a shout out again. She changed the name of her business. as I saw as that. Is her want, because she changes everything all the time. Um, she's now browsed by June. That's microblading, if anybody is wondering and wants mm-hmm. their face tattooed. Ooh, it's um, pretty that. sweet stuff. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts? Any last little tidbits we can leave the people with?
2: Um, uh, spend the money on your bar, and your yeah. DJ, and your photographer, of course. It's true. Yeah. It's if worth if it. drinks are important to you, it's what you'll remember. It's what it's you know if you like good drinks and you like you know people spend more time at the bar, put more money into the bar. Yeah. I mean, put more thought into the bar. I mean.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just do a bunch of beer in a tub. Yeah. That's like having a don't Spotify do that. playlist instead of a DJ. Just don't do it. Don't do that to
2: your yeah, guests.
1: Like final question and then final comment from me would be, do you guys work alongside a lot of food trucks?
2: Not
3: too many. Sometimes. So
1: it's like one or the other in people's minds
3: sometimes? Oh, that, for me, a lot more, it'll be like a Swenson's truck comes right. as a mm-hmm. late night Or an ice thing. cream
2: truck will yeah. come yeah. late gotcha. night. Yeah. The
3: few times I've had a food truck be the main thing, it's kind of sucked because they just can't put out the dinners quickly enough.
2: Nobody I did buses. One. They yeah. don't think ahead. It, but it's yeah.
3: I did one where the people in the back of the line waited three hours to get dinner. Holy crap! From a food truck. Wow. It was good food, but it took. I
2: know. mean, I can plug Barrio because they're the shit. <laughs>
3: yeah. <I was laughs> saying, the I was one that I
0: did When we, well, we talked about it last week had the main meal it was Barrio, and it was amazing. I mean, they're, they're great. Just,
2: they know, they are oh, so quick, yeah, they're so on Maybe it. Maybe
3: I just haven't been with the more professional uh, ones. I did one with Square Scullery a couple weeks ago, and they did great, so.
2: Bar was on it. I mean, I've done, a co- I've done a bunch of food trucks. I've only had a couple times where I thought it was unsuccessful, but most of the time I'm like, if you get a professional one, you don't get some, like, weird one, then you're safe. Yeah. Especially Swenson's. I mean, come on, did you see those kids in Swenson's? They're, like, professional athletes. Yeah. yeah. Running around with their bright white shoes. Yeah. Killing it.
3: That one wedding at the horse farm I did, Swenson's pulled it at like 11 Yeah,
2: time. they're amazing.
3: Served for probably a half hour and then took off.
2: They're amazing. It was, it was of cool. sound. Yeah. That
1: was my final question, and then my final thought would be um, I like Maker's Mark, and that's okay. my favorite drink.
3: So if I come back, bring Maker's Mark instead of Fernet Branca, is that what you
1: Maybe. I don't Thank know. Yeah, If you want. You're I just thought I'd spec. end with my favorite drink. <laughs> Eric? Not Fernet.
3: <laughs> Chrissy's warming up to too.
2: No, I have had three now yeah. and they're really good. I'm actually really liking it. Anything after three I like.
3: First, she's like, that's gross. Just, oh
2: yeah. this is good. Yeah. My my favorite drink's red wine. I can't I can't be red fancy. Life. I can't be I wish I could. I used to be fancy. Now it's just red wine, prisoner. It's where it's at. Wow. I love it. I know. Expensive red wine. The orange swift that wine. Red wine. Yeah. What about you?
3: Oh, man, it's hard to pick, but if I had to, maybe a Negroni.
2: Yeah, you love your Negronis. I do.
3: I love Campari.
0: You're Array. old school. I like it. I,
3: yeah.
2: That's why I like this guy.
0: Yeah. You. I love it. Love it. Okay. All right. Well, Best podcast ever? You. Thanks for coming in, guys.
2: Yeah. yeah thanks podcast. for having us. Ever. So fun. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.
2: See ya. <laughs>